What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna, and I am so thrilled that you are here with me this week. So I just want to take a second to say thank you for listening each week. Thank you for sharing with your friends and family and whoever else may need to hear this podcast because it's just a joy to meet with you each and every week. Real quick, before we jump into our topic, I wanted to let you know that the Simple Home Reset is officially open. So if you've been wanting to join the mentorship program, now might be a great time for you. I know we're going into the summer season where I live, and that's just a great time to reset and get our houses in order so that we can, um, you know, just enjoy more and, and worry less about our homes and our stuff and all of that. So if you want to know more details, on how to get signed up, go to athomewithkids.com forward slash simple home reset. You can go ahead and sign up there. You can get all the details about what is included, or you can always DM me to ask me questions on Instagram or through email. I am happy to help you decide if this is the right program for you. We really conquer a lot in this program. We go through our mindset. We go through the vision we have for our homes. We declutter and organize. We talk about routines and systems to put into place and how to maintain this lifestyle going forward. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, make sure to jump in. I do have a special bonus for anyone who jumps in this week. So anytime before Sunday, you will also get Curate and Cherish, the program that walks you through your photo clutter, both digital photos and physical photos, so you can get a real handle on that as well. So make sure if you're interested, jump in early so you get that free bonus, and I cannot wait to go through this process with you. So today is a solo episode, and I kind of like the solo episodes where I just get to talk to you. I haven't done a ton over the last few months, and so I've been enjoying just coming to you um, with a topic that I'm kind of passionate about. And today I wanted to just talk about what I've learned over the past several years from embracing simpler living, because I just feel like I have learned so much about myself and about what a simpler life really means to me. And this podcast has been an incredible blessing. I feel so honored that you listen in each week and so honored that I get to bring on so many amazing guests. And that really has to do with you because if I didn't have the views or the listens that I have, the downloads that I have, I wouldn't be able to bring on these amazing guests. So I really thank you because I learn from them just as much as you do. And it really has helped me see what I want to live like, what my intention is, and why this simpler living is so important to me. And so thank you for that. And also, I just want to kind of share those things with you in case they inspire you um, or motivate you going forward. 
And just like you, the listeners, I am learning as I go through this process. I'm learning as I pursue a life with more intention, more time, more space, and less of all the excess. I still mess up. I still bring things into my home that I wish I wouldn't. I still find myself decluttering um, areas that get cluttered up too quickly. There's just so many areas that I am still learning, but this process is more about the journey than the destination. So I want to start there. I feel like that is the very first thing that I have really learned, that it's really more about the process than there being this final destination. I feel like I'm always going to be kind of honing in on what it is that makes life simpler and just feel lighter. And as my seasons change, that might change as well. And that's okay. So I want you to remember that, that this is really about the process. It's really about just thinking through each and every step and deciding what is best for you more than it is about getting to a final destination and staying there. The second thing is that decluttering our physical belongings opens the door for decluttering other areas of our lives. So in the beginning of this podcast, I really talked mostly about minimalism and decluttering. And as I kind of went along this journey, I realized that what that does, if we start there and we get rid of the physical stuff, it really opens the door for us to start decluttering our schedules, start decluttering our minds, start decluttering the foods that we eat, just all these other areas where clutter and excess is just living there. Um, It just helps us to simplify so many other aspects of our life. So if you are still in the beginning stages where you are just figuring out how to declutter your stuff, keep going because I promise it's going to open up so many other areas of your life as well. The third thing I want to talk to you about is that clutter plays a huge role in how we feel and interact with our kids. So this is something that I have found as I've been decluttering is that when my area is cluttered, my mind is cluttered, I'm more anxious, I'm less patient with my kids, I don't have the time to interact with them like I want to, so then I feel guilty, my kids are nagging me for attention because I'm giving my attention elsewhere, just all of these things kind of pile up on us, and so letting go of some of that clutter will really help in the way that you feel and the way that you interact with your kids. The fourth thing I've learned is that my kids don't want as much as I think they do. So I think when my kids were younger, I just felt like I needed to give them all these things because that's what they wanted. But what I've learned is that even though they might think that they want it or it might bring them joy for like a short amount of time, it never lasts. And they get overwhelmed just like I do with clutter. And so having less stuff, when I go through their stuff with them, I can tell they feel better. And even now, sometimes they ask me, mom, can you help me on my desk? Because it's all cluttered and I want more space. And so what I've learned is that they don't really want as much stuff as I thought that they did in the first place. The fifth thing I've learned is that over-communication is key to getting others to buy into this lifestyle. So not only your children, But well-meaning relatives, people who bring things into your home or give you, you know, hand-me-downs or gifts, it really is about just over-communicating to them why you want to live simpler, why it's important to you that your kids don't have so many physical belongings but have a relationship with that person, all of the things that you're thinking of why you want to pursue this lifestyle, just go ahead and tell the people who are in your life because they care about you. 
and ultimately they want to do what's best for you. So if you're struggling with, you know, teaching people that you don't want tons and tons of gifts for your kids on their birthdays or Christmas or other times of the year, just let them know that and let them know that you feel overwhelmed when there's too much stuff and you want to be a really good mom. And so you need less stuff in your house. And in order to do that, you need their help. And maybe you want them to take take your kids out to dinner for their presents or out to the zoo or to a park or do some kind of experience or ask for art supplies that get used up and then they leave your house. Those kinds of things. Just over-communicate. Same thing with your kids. If you communicate with them why you don't want to purchase everything that they want or why you don't have, you know, the big, huge kitchen in your house that maybe your your neighbor's kids get to have, just communicate with them why, because people really do understand more than we think they do. Another thing I've learned is that life is messy and that's okay. Like if your house gets messy throughout the day, that's okay. Now there's a big difference between your house being messy all the time and like that everyday mess that happens that's easy to tidy up. As soon as you start getting rid of some of your clutter and you feel that open space, you're going to realize it's much easier to tidy up those messes and it feels better (laughs) than when it just feels chaotic all the time. So if you're still decluttering, just keep going through it and you're going to start to feel this soon. But just know that it's okay if life is messy. Your house doesn't have to be picture perfect all the time. In fact, it never has to be picture perfect in my mind. So don't feel all that stress of feeling like you have to have a perfectly clean, perfectly tidy home. Just start living intentionally and looking at areas that are bugging you and sorting through those areas. And that's that's really what it's all about, just making it comfortable for you. Another big one that I've learned through this process is that organization is personal and may take some trial and error to get just right. So I've been a very messy person, um, I think, my whole life and just felt like I'm just not very organized. But what I found is that I just don't organize the same necessarily as everybody else. And once I kind of found what worked best for me, which I go into detail um, in the Simple Home Reset on some different styles of organization and what works for me and why I've had to go down, you know, a different road than some people. But I just want you to know that it's a personal thing. You may be somebody who wants lots of different categories and perfectly pretty tubs, or you may be somebody who's just thinking, I just need somewhere where I can put this stuff so it's not out on my counter I just need to, it needs to make sense to me, but nobody else. So there's all these different things that go into play when we talk about organization and that's okay. You're not just a messy person. You may have just not found your style yet, or you might just have a little bit of excess stuff that you need to go through first. If this is an area that you struggle with, join me in the Simple Home Reset because this is what we do. We dive into, you know, just getting organized, getting our stuff put away, finding the right amount of clutter for us and all of those things. So I can help you with that if that's an area that you're struggling with. Another thing that I have really focused on through this process is self-denial. Self-denial is so healthy and liberating. And what I mean by self-denial is just saying no to ourselves sometimes, not having to go out and buy new clothes when we have a closet full of perfectly good ones or not having to go out 
to eat all the time and instead taking the time to really meal plan and figure out what our family enjoys eating at home. All of these things that we sometimes do without thought or that we just give into, it's a really healthy thing to say no to ourselves and to be grateful and content with what we already have. It's a practice that you kind of have to continue working at. Um, at least I've had to continue working at it, but it is so liberating. And I just encourage you to remind yourself not to give in to every desire that you have. Another thing that I have learned is that we don't have to settle for what society says is right. We don't have to um, be the same as our neighbors or, you know, our the people we follow on Instagram or anything like that. We can think about our life, think about what works best for our family, think about what we want and live a life in accordance to that. We do not have to just buy into everything else that everybody else is doing or accepting as the right thing. So if you want to live a little differently, if you want to get out of debt or you don't want to, you know, buy the same trendy clothes that everybody else is buying or you're okay with your outdated kitchen, all of these things are okay. You do not have to live up to anybody else's standards. Um, and this is something that Again, I just continue to work on and remind myself that this is my life, this is my family, and we get to choose uh, what's best for us. Another thing that I've learned is that minimalism is possible with kids, and not just possible, but I feel like so beneficial. Now, again, I don't necessarily consider myself a minimalist the way that most people think of the term, but what I do subscribe to is the idea of just finding ways to be content with less stuff all around us and really putting a purpose on making relationships more valuable, making my home a place that's relaxing and just enjoyable and giving myself time, giving myself the freedom to use my time for other things than managing my house and managing my stuff. So it's possible with kids, and I've found that my kids actually um, are better in a lot of areas than even I am now because we've been doing this for so long and talking about like what we spend our money on, what kinds of things we're going to keep, how much stuff we actually need and stuff. So it's possible and so beneficial for them. Another thing I've learned is that all of these things get so much easier. Right now, because we've done this um, for so many years, I don't think twice when it's time to just like give something away. It used to be hard for me to um, go through certain things. I would feel attached to them. I would have trouble with the sentiment and just all those, all those emotions that you feel when it comes to your stuff. And now it's just easy. It's just part of, you know, if I feel cluttered, I go through and I'm like, okay, I don't need half of this stuff anymore. I'm okay letting that go to another family. And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad if you are not there because it's, again, it's everybody's journey is different um, and it took me time to get here. But I just want you to see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. It gets easier to, um, one, get rid of things, but two, it also gets easier to not bring things into your life. It gets easier to say no to stuff. It gets easier to say no to activities and things on your schedule any area that you feel cluttered, it's going to get easier with a little time and practice. 
Something else I've learned is that a lot of times it feels like it's one step forward, two steps back. One step forward, two steps back. You just have to keep going, keep plugging away. And at the end, it's going to feel better. Okay. But just know that you're going to falter. You're going to fail in areas. There's going to be a lot of error that you need to overcome. Um, but one step forward, two steps back. Something else I can say that hopefully will inspire you is that I am not the same person I was even a year ago or two years ago. Everyone changes and grows and your life can reflect that. So I think even when I started this podcast, probably two years ago, I think it's been about two years, I'm not the same person I was in my first few episodes. I look at minimalism differently. I see um, just a different a different view on it now that my family's a little more grown, my kids are a little more grown. And so it's okay to change as you go. You might go into this and get rid of 90% of your stuff. And then two years later, think to yourself, you know what? I'd really like to have a wall of books. Even though I decided back then I didn't really want to have books at my house. Now I kind of would like to have a wall, you know, a bookshelf full of books. So there's going to be changes and that's okay. Let yourself grow and adapt to what, you know, what you're feeling at that time. Another thing I've learned is that maintenance decluttering is essential. <laughs> you have to keep um, going because stuff is going to come into your lives. Your kids are going to outgrow clothes. You might move and, you know, not have the same seasons you did before. Your body changes. And so clothing changes sizes. Your kids outgrow toys or cribs or just so many things in our life are going to change. And so you do need to continue to maintain the clutter, but it gets way easier because once you've done the bulk of all of it, which is what I really work with you on in the simple home reset. Once you've done that bulk, then all the rest is really just maintenance. And so it's much smaller, smaller things to tackle. It's not your whole house. It's usually just certain areas or certain things that you need to tackle as you maintain. Another thing I've learned through this process, especially as my kids have gotten older, is that kids should have a say in their areas and what they want to keep and what they don't want to keep. If your kids don't feel as cluttered in their space and they love all the things they have, even if you look at it and think, man, that's too messy for me, or I don't like that much stuff, give them a say, give them some ownership and remember that everybody has a different threshold and everybody's stuff is important to them individually. And so make sure your kids have a say, even at those younger ages, talk, talk them through things. But if they tell you they have a favorite toy, even if you haven't seen them play with it in a little while, let them keep it for a while and then just revisit it. The more you can talk about it, the more you can, you know, continually go through things, the better they'll understand why they're getting rid of things, but make sure that they have a say. All of us want to be heard and all of us want to have value. And so give that same respect to your kiddos as well. Something else I will say that's a big one is that a life with less stuff isn't a life lived less. It's not a life that you're not living as much. In fact, I think it's exactly the opposite. A life with less stuff allows you time to live more. So I think I used to feel like my kids needed all the toys, all the musical instruments, all the things so that they could have this fulfilled life with just 
all this abundance of stuff and opportunities and things around them that would stimulate them. And what I've really learned is that it's not about the stuff. Really what they need is time. And that's what we need as well as adults. We don't need all the stuff around us to live the life we want to live. We actually need less stuff and less holding us down, less weighing us down. And so what I've learned is that it doesn't mean you're going to live less just because you have less stuff. It actually gives you the opportunity to live more. Another thing I've learned in this journey is that you save a lot of money when you stop bringing stuff into the house. So going shopping with a list instead of just wandering around a store and picking things up that you see that you like saves you so much money, even at the grocery store. So yes, as you declutter and you learn how to um, bring less stuff into your house, which is just a byproduct of decluttering because you don't want to have to keep doing it you are going to save a lot of money. So if you are on a debt-free journey, this is a great way to give you a head start. All right, I have three more. I know this is a long list and I'm kind of rambling through them, but I just, as I really thought about these things, there's just so much over the past few years that I wanted to share with you and that I've learned from this process. So hopefully you're sticking with me. I've got three more. Um, another one is it's important to stay in your lane and figure out what works best for you. So don't compare yourself to other people. Um, even in the simple home reset, if you do that program with me, I don't want you comparing yourself to other people on this same journey. So if you're watching friends that do this, or you, you follow people on Instagram or listen to other podcasts, it's not about what they're doing. Just take the little snippets that work for you at this point, stay in your lane, know why you're doing it, and, and just stay focused on the changes that you want to make without comparing with other people. Something else I've learned, and I can have I think I have my husband to thank for this mostly, is that it's okay to be different than other people. In fact, I now prefer it that way. I'd rather um, people think that I am different than the same as everybody else, even if it's a little quirky different. Um, you know, I buy all of our clothes and everything else at thrift stores and secondhand stores because I think it's better for the environment, better for our finances. Um, and some people might kind of scoff at that and that's okay. They can do them. I would never judge if somebody did scoff at that, but to me, I'm okay with being different than the mainstream and it's taken me a while to get there. I still have moments where I'm like, oh, people are going to think that's a little weird. Um, but I just want you to remember that, that you get to be uniquely you and you don't have to worry about what other people think. So do whatever is best for your family as you go through this journey and don't worry about being different than other people. If you tell your friends, you know what, we don't really go out to eat very much. Um, and you don't want to do an out to eat play date every week or whatever. That's okay. Just do what's best for you and your family. And lastly, um, these are in no particular order as far as like best to worst, but lastly, your kids aren't missing out. They're actually getting more of you. So something I remind myself of all the time when my kids ask for stuff or we're at a friend's house and they say, oh, I wish I had one of these anything like that, I just have to remind myself, you know what? They're not missing out by not having that at home. 
They get more of my attention. We get to do more things as a family because our money allows for it now. We get to, you know, I don't spend all weekend cleaning the house or doing the laundry. I get to spend more time with them. So if I'm smart with my money and I'm smart with the things that come into the home, I actually get to give them more of me and our relationship. And so I just have to remind myself that they're not missing out. They might be missing out on like five minutes of excitement of getting the new toy, but that's really about it. After that point, they forget about it and the relationship is just so much more valuable. All right, that is the end of my list. Although I am sure I could have come up with a hundred things if I thought I had the um, time to give you all of those things. I do hope that if any of these things resonated with you, that you'll take what you can and just start putting it into practice. Take one or two things and think that's what I need. That's, you know, maybe it's minimalism is possible with kids. Maybe that resonated with you because you've been kind of holding back because you have a family with lots of kids. Or maybe it's just that, you know, the process is more about the journey because you've been feeling like you should be at the end already and you're not. It's okay to take it slow. Take something that resonated with you and let it inspire you to take action. And maybe that action is signing up for the Simple Home Reset. If it is, I would love to have you join me um, and get that. make sure you get that bonus. So sign up this weekend so that you do get the bonus. And I can't wait to hop in there with you. All right. I will talk to you next week. Have a blessed weekend. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.